Uh, welcome back to the construction game. Um, and as you know, uh, it, it, the whole intention of this podcast is to get people in from the ground roots of the of the industry and not talking to the, the hobnobs at the top. It's the people who actually uh, deliver these products out there in the, on the ground. And today we've got Harley Hunter come in. Um, Harley's a, a local uh, business owner, um, HNH Roofing Restorations, I believe. Yep. Um, so welcome, Harley. Thanks, mate. Good to be here. Um, so, mate, as I say to everybody who comes in, tell us a little bit about yourself and not, not about your business, mate, you personally, where you grew up, what you got going on in your life, et cetera. Um, yeah, so I grew up in Ballarat. Um, I have a wife and three kids. I've got two boys, Harry and Patty, and my daughter, Isla, as well. Um, and, yeah, we, we live a pretty quiet life just out the country and that's about it, mate. We're, yeah, we're Born and bred in Ballarat, so yeah. been here a fair while now. How old are the kids? Uh, Harry's seven, Patty's five, and Isla's four. Yeah, right, Ace. So you got your hands full, mate. Yeah. Uh, I think my wife does a bit more than I do, so <laughs> it makes life easier. We'll get to that point later on. So, um, so mate, you're into roofing. Is is just just give me a bit of history about your work and how you've ended up at this place. So, I mean, it's it, roofing restorations. I've had a quick look at your Facebook. It's interesting, and it's it's obviously a niche you found. But just give me a bit of history about from leaving school to now, mate. So I was never great at school. I was a bit of a class clown and you know my focus was elsewhere and I couldn't wait to get out of there you know once I kind of figured out like most kids that you're probably not going to make AFL or <laughs> go down that path which you figure out pretty quickly you, you lose a bit of focus and start thinking elsewhere so for me it was kind of take the first thing that come out of it um, which unfortunately was roofing <laughs> which for seven or eight years I kind of thought what have I done to myself here but I suppose the last few years when I've really found that restoration niche, it's kind of really paid off for me and all of the hard work and stuff has really, you know, come to light now and I enjoy what I do. Yeah. Um, I didn't always, I, through my apprenticeship, it was, it's tough going, it's a tough trade and, you know, the the people that are tracks aren't very top of the range and, um, yeah, but uh, unfortunately I got pretty good at it um, and excelled a bit. So did my apprenticeship and then took a bit of a break, um, kind of bounced around a little bit and didn't do too much. Um, and then I kind of went back into it working for a fella, older fella, actually it was about 60, but he was in the restoration game as well. Um, and that's kind of where I learned a bit of that and then ventured out on my own. Um, but kind of when I did that, the restoration game wasn't massive. So, you know, I, I went into new roofs and just the general building kind of part of it and, um, yeah, I, I did that for a few years and, you know, I was really good and pretty successful at it. But then, you know, a couple of years ago, kind of just thought, no, I can't handle it. You know, I can't handle working with people and the, the, the type of people that this trade attracts. But didn't really sit well with me and the stresses of it and the drama yep. that came along with it as well. So yeah, I just yeah. shaved it all back and yep. ended up just working for myself in the restoration game, which has been really rewarding. So. It's interesting. I, I, I just, it's, it's just thinking as you're saying those sort of things, it's such a common story in construction is that people fall into it because it's just a job they can get. Mm. Um, you're at that age, I need to work. And then they, they sort of cycle through the system and, and whether it's in volume building or just construction in general, um, they come across a lot of different people. They get yeah. a different feel, good experiences, bad experiences. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the ones who get it, at the end of the day, you've got to work, you've got to make money, yeah. you, you get you get responsibility, you sell kids, and yep. you've got to make it work for yourself because you've still got to go to work. Yeah, yeah? for sure. Yep. Yeah. So running your own business, was that always a dream? 
uh, as a kid, I wasn't too ambitious. Um, I just kind of, like I said, I fell into it. So I was never a dream to be like, oh, you know, I want to be a state-of-the-art roof tiler and, <laughs> you know, go and run my own business and that. But as you kind of get older and you realise, you know, the rewards and stuff like that and then you mature up a bit and the responsibilities and stuff, then you think, well, yeah, you're probably better off going down that track. Yep. Um, and, yeah, like I've got a great wife who took a lot of the load off me in terms of the office type work that I would have never been able to do and still to this point don't really yep. do it at all. So wasn't really my intentions. I, but, yeah, kind of, again, just thought let's have the, a crack at it. There's an old saying, you don't make money working for wages. Yeah. And, and yep. in our game it's absolutely it. Yep. Um, you know, I think you get a bit of security when you're running it. Yep. How have you found running a business, mate? Like, I mean, construction's, you know, we're in it as well and it's yep. it, we've got all those pains and you've heard, everyone's heard on this podcast me grizzle about it all the time. But it just – like to hear your pain points too, oh, yeah? It's been stressful. It, yeah, I mean, I've ran the new roof game for probably six or seven years and oh, like any business, we had our really strong times. We had really bad times as well to the point where you go to work and you're not actually making any money. You, you're spending more than you're making. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, the rates in roofing and stuff, they're never great. It's, it's a real scummy kind of area of the building industry and – yeah. most important part of a house and yeah. we get paid the least and it's probably the hardest amount at work. So, And, again, finding blokes that actually want to rock up and do it, I don't blame them for not wanting to do it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's just it got to a point where you, you rely on other people to keep you afloat and make you money because you're not, you're not going to roof a house by yourself. So it was never easy to find blokes or keep them. So yeah. that, that, that played a huge factor in staffing. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and everyone feels the same thing. It's yep. it's one of the reasons we build our software that we've got. Is I just every time someone in the business left, yep. I, I looked at a way I could automate what they do so I don't have to replace them. <laughs> good. Yeah, and it, and it's I mean roofing. Yeah, I know it's going to be yep. difficult because you need hands on on the on the top there going. Yeah, so. I'm still waiting for the robots to be able to do it. So. <laughs> <laughs> It'll happen one day. Hopefully. Yeah. So uh, th- there's been a bit of transition. You've obviously learned a lot. So so. Like working with builders and, and payments and cash yep. flow and all that sort of stuff been a struggle or is it you've worked it wasn't, that out? It wasn't so much. Uh, working with builders is probably – it wasn't too bad because you, 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 you learnt it. So you had that security of, all right, I'm going to make money this week, this week, this week, this week, pretty constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just all the other outside things that come into play, you know, like all your taxes and governments and wages going up for, you know, a lot of like apprentices and, you know, they get paid a lot for not – especially first years for not knowing a lot Labourers. of what to do hundred percent. Like a lot of them can't even roll up a lead these days. And, you know, especially that no kids dropping out of school wanting to say, Oh, I want to be a roof tile. You know, no one's leaving school. <laughs> you know, all the good ones are taken. You've got to jazz it up a bit, mate. hundred <laughs> percent. So all the good ones are taken by either chippies, sparkies, you know, and then you're yeah, going yeah. to get the leftovers and we went through a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, but in terms of the builders and that, like, you know, they tell you what they're going to pay you. You do the job. You get paid that. Yep. You know you can you kind of work out a system. And it was hard for me because I'm real anal with the the quality and stuff like that as well. So, um, we my motto was quality over quantity. Now it was always hard because it didn't take any extra time to do the quality. But then you look at the job next door and think they're getting paid the exact same as me, and that joint is bucket in the next mm. two to three years, if that. So, and that's kind of where I got to a point where it's like, oh, I don't know if I can 
keep doing this, you know, like with the stress of workers and then the quality control and stuff, it was stressful. Yeah. Um, so, and I couldn't just wind it back and be like, all right, boys, bugger it, just throw that roof on and it's not in you and we'll move on, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, that was kind of my decision to change paths, I think. Yeah, right. Out, out of that kind yeah. of. So, how many boys at the, at the height of your volume? Turnover, mate. New builds. Probably about seven. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so seven, I think, was the max. And, um, and how did you find those people? Just ever, where, however. Where yeah, like you it. had your your four good ones. Yep. Um, and then you had your, you know, two or three that you knew probably weren't going to be there that long. I yeah. didn't want to be there and this was just bridging the gap for them. So there was yep. always that. But in saying that, we got work done and they were probably the better periods for us. So. Yeah, okay. Did you cover a big area? You, was it just Ballarat or did you travel uh, a bit? Not really. Like to start off with, I think I was – not much was really going on in Ballarat. So okay. a lot of it was from really mountain rock bank, yeah, yeah. kind of those areas, yeah. you know, anywhere to Point Cook and, you know, those Willan and yeah. all those areas. just shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I, it getting up at 4.30 in the morning, yep. not getting home till 6. And it wasn't until I had kids I was like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, we've all been there, mate. Yeah. Like, I used to leave at 3.30 yep. and get home 9, 10 o'clock. Yep. And all the, Mel- like at one point when I was in it, there was no work even on this side of Melbourne. It was yeah, all in the right. north. Yeah. So, yep. And you wanted to come home. You didn't want to stay away. 100%. And, yep. Yeah. So, mate, we've all felt your pain. So, <laughs> and uh, I love it that you've you've adjusted as you've gone and you've made a really good point is that you've got support behind you with yeah. the back end of your business because yep. it's what you're, what you're saying is you're good at your job. Yep. And that's what most tradesmen are. Yep. And the fall down is always around capturing that and turning it into a transaction, which yeah, is right. the, that back end office stuff. So tell me a little bit about your wife and, you know, how did, how did, how did all that happen, mate? So, um, Yeah, Nikita, we met, oh, we were both playing at Sebastian Footy Club when we were kids. I think I was only 17 and she was probably 19. Um, love at first sight, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um Obviously, she probably wasn't going to go for a 17-year-old, so I had to lie. to get all my mates to lie. I remember being at the pub one day and um, got talking to her and she, you know, finally got me a chance and she's like, oh, yeah, tell me about, you. Tell me about yourself. And oh, I'm Harley, I'm 18, you know. I didn't really think too far into the future and how I was going to get caught out. And, and yeah, I got busted out and stuff, but she stuck around and yeah. stuck with me and here we are all these years later. And don't get me wrong, it hasn't been easy and... I've probably made a few bad decisions along the way, and she stuck by me, and yeah. thank God she did, because yeah, we've got the life we've got now, and good on you, mate. Happy with it. So. And what's her background? Um, she was in aged care. Okay, so, yeah, she did a lot of aged care and um, working with special needs kids as well when oh, she was younger. Yeah. Which gold, um, yeah, yeah. So she's she's good, but now she's lucky enough to be a stay at home mum. So. Yeah, and well, she's running a business. I've, yeah, uh, exactly right. I, I made does. that mistake of saying that about my wife once too, mate. Yep. So yeah, yep. she's so. running the business. Yep. Yeah, it's good. So now let's let's move on to stage four, I'll call it, because you've done a lot in between there. Yep. So um, the business you've got now, um, roof restorations. Like I, I, I'll be honest with you, I, you don't even think about it. No. it it's up there in the you know above yep. the roof, and you don't, and you're dead right. It's so important because yeah. it keeps us dry. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, how's the work going? You're getting plenty. Is Great. It? Yeah, I'll flat out. If only the weather would come to the party, but yeah, yeah, you know, it's one of those kind of. It's a real seasonal thing so you, you really reap the rewards and go hard in the better months and then you can kind of take a back seat and you know enjoy to pick and choose when yeah, yeah. You, you need to do things during the winter and stuff but yeah it's been great um and you know it was kind of it, it all come about um when our our daughter got diagnosed with uh you know a bad illness so right. it was that turning point that i thought 
this is the I'm, – I'm really going to go hard after this because, you know, it allows me flexibility. Um, it's probably more stable income actually, you know, because you name your price. Um, you can pick and choose when you need to do this job, that job, and it's real flexible, which is what I really needed in life to be able to spend as much time as I could with my family as well. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been great. Yeah, it's interesting. So um, I, I always say, people have heard me say this something before, but it, it's unfortunate that we need to make a lot of money when we're younger yeah. because otherwise we'd probably stay at home and spend more yeah. time with our kids. We've yeah. got this all skew, skew if. It, we, yeah. When they're kids, I'm like, mine are older now and I can go and work as they actually want me to go away. But, you know, <laughs> when they're younger, you, you want to be there. Yeah, it's, 100%. Um, so, you know, and uh, you, like you're saying, you've got a, a daughter that's been quite ill. Yeah. Um, you know, that creates a lot of stress. I'm, I mean, yeah. I'm lucky enough that that hasn't happened to me and yeah. but I you know I admire the fact people who can run a business yeah and do all that sort of stuff together yeah. and you're dead right it's about that quality of life that life balance yeah that's right and you've obviously got your your finger on that pulse at the moment mate work-life balance so yeah it's one of them it's kind of one thing I've always wanted to focus on I suppose ever since our first child Harry was born it's just I, I never I, I made a point to make enough of a living during the week that I hadn't I, I never wanted to work weekends or anything like that. It wasn't a lazy thing. Like I drove myself and the boys pretty hard during the week. Yeah. Um, so I didn't have to, you know, I could still enjoy footy and being that young, cool dad around my boys and stuff like that. So I've always really focused on creating that lifestyle at home because it's more important than work and money. And I've always said money comes and goes, but yeah, I, I'd never wanted to miss that. You don't mind me asking, how old are you? Uh, just turned 30, actually. Yeah, well, man, you've got a really, really mature outlook on it. Yeah, I wasn't always. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I probably only come about when I was 23 or 4. Yeah, even then, like, it's, it, it, it's <laughs> trust me, I've only worked this out late in life, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that balance bit is, yeah. um, and, I, and I'm glad we're talking about it, that balance bit is, is about making sure you've got the energy mm. and the headspace and everything yeah. to when you're at work, work hard. Yeah, yeah that's it's right. It's not about go and play hard all the time. And yeah. I mean, I've got blokes in here who think that balance bit is about go as hard as you can so you're knackered when yeah. you come back to work. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, I mean, that's a credit to you. Um, how many, you still got staff on or not? No, none at all. Just you? No, and I, I don't think I'm in any rush to kind of do it. Uh, what do I do in the restoration game? It takes a, a really fine kind of detail, you know, like, and it's, it's a lot of blokes in the roofing game. That, and that's why I suppose it is you know, why I am so busy because there's not many blokes like me. I think there's probably only one bloke that I know of and I was my first ever apprentice that made it the whole way through. Hmm. So apart from him, there's not really anyone in Ballarat that has the quality that kind of I have. So yep. I, I suppose that's a bit of an advantage as well and that's why I kind of am so successful in that, you know, in that sense. I've got an interesting question. You ran a crew of seven and you're now on your own, yep. your profit margin is still about the same, are they? You're making just as much money or more? I probably make more now. <laughs> okay, yeah, we're, we're way more comfortable now because it's, it's less frustrating. And I work way less. Yeah. Um, but when I, like I said, and it's the same again, when I work now, I work hard. So yeah. I'll get there at eight o'clock and I just won't stop. Yep. Like I won't stop for a drink, nothing to eat. Yeah, I yeah. just go, go, go. So yeah, get the job Best done. way to be. Yeah, it's interesting because it, when, you, when you first start out in business, and I guess anyone who hasn't, been in business or is very green at it they think that oh i'm busy and the the answer to that is to put somebody yeah. on and yeah. have no conceivable idea on oh. what it costs to have staff i got a huge wake-up call when i first got into it yeah know? and i made the mistake of chucking on one of my mates as <laughs> a previous roof tile gone away from it wasn't that great at it yeah but i had no other options so i was like you know i'll give you 900 bucks a week yeah. mate he wasn't qualified but 
I just needed that someone. I knew he was a gun worker and stuff. I got four or five weeks in and thought, I can't, I can't afford this. I can't keep yeah. going with this. Yeah. Like the rates and that back then, I mean, 900 <laughs> bucks a week for someone back then. Yeah. That was pretty good money, especially mm. for a bloke who didn't know what he was doing. And I, I got home and just felt like shit mm. every single night. Like, And I was just wrecked. And I thought, how long can I do this for? <laughs> yeah. And my body just shut down. I had a bad back, you know, couldn't even sleep. And it was just shit. So I, I've, I got a real rude awakening when I entered the, the industry. So I yeah. learned pretty quick. Okay. Well, uh- We'll wind this up as quick as I can now because we can we yak all day because you're an interesting interesting lad. Um, tips for people going into business in construction because look, construction. Let's be honest, it's it's the sort of industry that can eat people up yep. or make success of it. Yep. So my main thing, and I've seen a lot of mates do it. Don't go too big too quick. You know, like <laughs> I remember when I first started, I bought most things secondhand, and I had them for three or four years and, you know, like I had a shitty old ute and even still that stuff doesn't mean anything to me, flash cars or anything. You know, I didn't have work uniforms. I didn't race out and want to look because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. You yeah, know, no, like, no one's getting you off your jumper. No, nah, that's right. Like it doesn't, it's not going to affect the work that I get. You know, I'm still getting that work whether I rock up in, you know, plain hoodies or hmm. H&H roofing hoodies, you know. Don't get me wrong, later on down the track it all came and makes you look better and feel better but... Just don't go too big. Start small. Mm. Start, you know, stay within, you know, what you what you can manage. I think. Yeah, understand your numbers. Yeah, probably. I think so. Yeah, yeah. probably yeah. that's yeah. the win. Uh, the thing that most people don't get is they get the excitement of. Yep. And I always say, I mean, people have said that business running a business is a really lonely spot. Yep. You used to have mates. Yep. Yeah. And as soon as they become employees, that, yep. that, that goes out the window. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and you're right. All those fancy things don't get you any extra work. Yep. All right. It, right. It, it, it's a good point you make is it makes you feel good, makes you feel professional. Yeah, I, I think a prime example is I, I started, I bought like a 10 grand Rodeo ute hmm. and I thrashed that thing into the ground, mate, and it, I couldn't wreck it, you know, and you get these newer utes, you might spend seventy, eighty thousand $80,000 and you'd be probably fixing that every two years, you know. This thing made me plenty of money. Yeah. You know, it took me all around Melbourne. It took me, you know, yep. it didn't matter if blokes wrecked it and it, I yeah. still had it even when I went into restoration because it was a little beast. Yeah. So it's a prime example of just yeah. – And you're right, and it's it doesn't – it's it's just a vehicle for taking your tools of work, so yep. it's not actually really making you 100%. a lot of money. So, yep. yeah, that's that's really good, mate. Um, the, 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 the next thing two, – two, two more questions for you. So small business in construction is would you go towards – and I'm assuming you've worked with volume guys plus smaller builders. Yep. Which one's more attractive to you? Probably for me, it would have been volume. You know, I worked for Simmons, Metricon, all yep. those guys. Yep. The work was always there. You know, you, you finish a work a, a job early on a Tuesday, you could ring up and be like, mate, where's this next one? You'd be like, yep, it's just around the corner. Yeah. All right, boys, let's quickly go start that one and we can get a good jump on it in the morning. But then the little builders were great too because, you know, they treated you a lot better. You yeah. know, you, when you weren't, you were in, you weren't disposable. Yeah. So, it, it has its pros and cons, but I think business-wise and consistency, I, I'd go probably with the bigger builders. That's I good. Yep. No, that's, I, I, I agree. Uh, the last question, what's the future, mate? You're 30. You've got, you got a lot of work ahead of you. What's the plan? I'm sure you've got one. You sound like you calculated. So. Uh, I'm not too sure. We've, I, I love what I'm doing at the moment, but, you know, we've started probably investing money and looking into that space and stuff as well. So, um, 
don't get me wrong, I'd love to get out of Ballarat and go somewhere warm and <laughs> that'd be great too. But yeah, at this stage, I'm, I'm pretty content doing what I'm doing, just plodding along and having that flexibility. Yeah, let the kids grow up. It man. took me a while to create a reputation in Ballarat. Yeah. Um, and now that I've got it, I, I probably just keep it going for a little bit until, you know, as long as I can. Yeah, so, but yeah, like I said, we've invested a fair bit of money in this and that and hopefully that pays off down the track too and we can get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mate. An absolute pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much for coming on the, the podcast. Um, I, I think everyone's going to take a lot out of what you've had to say. Yep. Um, all the best with the future, with the family and the business. Thanks, mate. And, um, yeah, thanks a lot. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Cheers.